Episode 47 of the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast, Focus or Failure? Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you with your small business launch. And this show is for you if you're tired of just thinking about following your dreams, but now you actually want to take a step in the right direction and believe in yourself. Maybe you're making a later in life pivot and you want to retire with purpose. I'll help you go from dream to destiny step by step and give you the ingredients you'll need for the recipe of small business success. So please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. You can go to tomclaremont.com for more information on how I can help you with your new startup. So the topic for today's episode, focus or failure, and I don't normally like to dwell on failure or talk about failure. I normally have a positive mindset and a number of eBooks about mindset, you know, like develop a present moment mindset and developing your strengths, developing the confidence to go after your dreams, how to overcome challenges, how to overcome trying situations by changing your mindset and fearless how to turn failure into success. So I've written a lot about this and truly believe in everything I write. And I'll put a link into the notes on how to get these eBooks. And I prefer to focus on positive mindset and to focus on success. We really don't need encouragement to dwell on failure. For, for some reason, we seem to gravitate toward the negative thoughts and actions and just need to be convinced over and over again to not dwell on negative things. But at the same time, I think there's value in understanding what could go wrong and what does go wrong. So over the last two decades of being in business uh, and seeing changes I've had to make, to stay in business, I've been able to look around and talk to other small business owners to see what's working for them and what's not. And too many times I've seen people I know, friends and colleagues, peers, fellow small business owners, just either fade away or completely give up. I reach out to them and, and see if I can help in any way, but most of the time it seems to be just too late. But why? Was it a financial issue, or did they just convince themselves that it just won't work anymore? Now, I've mentioned in previous podcasts that when you build a solid foundation for the business, you have to put a lot of time to get started without getting paid. You know, typically no clients, no income at first. You know, you're doing the research, you're putting the pieces in place so that when you launch, you'll have a much better chance of success. But a lot of people can't handle that. They still have this job mentality of, of getting money one-to-one, -one, right? I do work, I get paid. If I put in 10 hours of time into doing something, I need to know when I'll get that 10 hours of compensation back. And friends, if that's what you're looking for, then just go get another job. Because there's a lot of things in the small business realm that you need to do that will not bring in one dollar okay i'm creating podcast content for you right now i'm spending a couple of hours at least here just you know typing up this content for the podcast that i'll use for the blog on the website and then take out some bits for social media and i'm not getting 
compensated for any of my time. And trust me, folks, this is not my hobby. This is my business. My hobby is riding my bike, okay? So there seems to be some common theme about why some startups struggle and fail and why others succeed. So why do some companies fail and others succeed? Well, according to an article in Fast Company, titled, Why Most Venture-Backed Companies Fail. Uh, 75% of the venture-backed startups fail. But what I couldn't find is how they define failure. Okay, was failure to completely go out of business or was failure just not meeting the goals defined in the business plan? The study also asked company leaders the reason for business failure. Right? And here's a list of the top seven. Lack of focus, lack of motivation and commitment and passion. Number three, too much pride resulting in an unwillingness to see or listen. Number four, taking advice from the wrong people, lacking good mentorship, lack of general and, and domain specific business knowledge, raising too much money too soon. All these focus on the decision-making uh, of the entrepreneur and general business knowledge. So, so now that we can see what the main problems are, we can focus on them one by one to beat the odds of failure and increase the odds of success. So lack of focus. Right? This, again, is a, a mindset issue. And believe me, I, I know how many things there are to distract us. I mean, even now as I'm working on the content, my phone's buzzing and dinging and, and you know, I'm, I'm waiting for a tree guy to come over any minute to give me an estimate on work that I need done. But there's a difference between the things that distract us that we can control and, and do control them and, and the things that we let distract us that we don't control but could have if we'd only had taken the proper steps, right? So every day I'm asking myself, what will I focus on? today. And I have to ask myself that because my to-do list is huge. If I touch on too many things on my to-do list and spread myself too thin, I won't really have much to look at at the end of the day. I won't make the daily progress and productivity levels I need to be successful in my business. But if I focus on a few things to accomplish each day, then I find that those things get done. And this is great for the, from the mindset perspective because if I spend most of the day starting on things and picking up where I left off but not finishing them, I can I get discouraged and feel like my time's just being wasted and I'm not being as productive as I should. Start things and finish things. Get things done, right? Number two is lack of motivation and commitment and passion. So again, this is a mindset issue. And if you don't absolutely love what you're doing, <laughs> then don't do it. You won't be able to sustain the grind of the day-to-day -day stuff that needs to happen and work through the struggle of being an entrepreneur. Number three, too much pride resulting in an unwillingness to see or listen. Again, broken record here, <laughs> mindset, right? Look, look I, I, get the, I get it that you're an expert in your field. I, I really do. But let others be an expert in theirs also. Okay. Now, I married a nuclear physicist, and she's brilliant in a lot of things. But there's some things that I just have to show her how to do, and that's just life. Right? And having a normal level of humbleness and willingness to learn is part of a good success plan.
Number four, taking advice from the wrong people. Okay, this can get a little tricky because you may think you're getting advice from someone that's solid, and actually it, it may have been good advice, but things just didn't work out for a bunch of other reasons. Or you really did make the wrong decision on who to take advice from, right? Friends and family should probably just support you and stay out of the decision-making process. Number five, lacking good mentorship. Again, friends and family should not be a significant influence in steering your ship. Someone that's been through the thick and thin of starting and sustaining businesses should be a great mentor. Number six, lack of general and domain-specific knowledge about finance, operations, and marketing. Now, this is an area where you have the opportunity to build a team around you and your business and to help you succeed. You can't possibly know it all and attempt to, to know it all. But in another study, uh, CB Insights looked at the postmortems of uh, 101 startups to compile their list of the top 20 reasons startups fail. Their focus was on uh, company-level reasons for failure, but I, I think this list has some value to it, but it still comes down to a lack of leadership at some level. I'm only going to focus on the top nine here in the list. Number one, no market need. Number two, ran out of cash. Three, not the right team. Four, competition. Five, pricing. Six, poor product. Seven, need or lack business model. Eight, poor marketing. Nine, ignore customers. So if, if you notice, you know, these issues seem to be always tied to leadership and, and, and the leader's ability to build a strong team and to drive a business model and, and business thought process and discipline. Also, keep in mind, if running out of money is the main reason for failure, there's always other factors that cause this kind of outcome too. So let's quickly go through this list and talk a little bit about how to get in front of these issues as well, okay? No market need. Well, if a business fails for this reason, they, they really didn't do their research. They just went with what they wanted to do regardless of the facts, right? There's an easy way to do some solid, basic business research. And it needs to be done. Or else you're gonna waste a whole lot of time, a whole lot of money, not only just for your time and money, but maybe other people's time and money as well, right? If you're building a team. So do the research, get the proof in front of you. Don't just start a business based on emotion. I know people that did this. They put a, a year, two, three of time into something that just didn't work out in the long run. They couldn't sustain themselves. It, it was a very expensive hobby. They called it a business, but I don't think it really was. Number two, ran out of cash. So I, I really don't know how much cash this study is referring to, but, but starting a business 20 years ago was very different. I mean, you needed a good five to $10,000 at least, and the team that built around you wasn't cheap either, okay? But in, in today's realm of, of practically free website, free social media, electronic content, you know, the price for starting a business is so low you know, it's the reason we have books out like, you know, $100 startup, right? Now, just to be clear, I don't recommend this approach, but it's possible. So if you ran out of cash, I'd have to ask what your expenses were and if you had any profit to show for it. 
But what if you had cash coming in that didn't require any work? What if you're able to have regular passive income that you could plan on? I do. I, I have people and businesses renewing products and services annually, and all that passive income just goes right into the bank account. It's been that way for 19 of the 20 years I've been in business. Number three, not the right team. Now, again, this can be a little tricky because good people with good skills can have marginal results with no fault to them. There's other factors that come into play here too, right? Like the economy, COVID, poor training, poor leadership, all come into play here besides their personal abilities. Now, don't get me wrong. I've, I've had one or two people that I've had to drop from my team from time to time and had some very good reasons for doing so. Okay, I, I had a graphic designer that ended up being far too expensive for my budget, had to go. An accountant that charged me for things when he really didn't have to, like postage <laughs> back in the day when, you know, people mailed stuff, mailed information back and forth. Had, he had to go. He charged me for postage. <laughs> I outsourced some other things, some, some design work to somebody overseas that just wanted to do his own thing and really didn't understand what I wanted. Even though I spelled it out for him over and over again, he had to go. Plus, he kept calling me bro. Ooh. So how do you build a team with the right stuff? You know, well, I'm currently you know, working on another ebook uh, about building a team. And without getting too deep into it today because of time constraints, here's a quick list. You want to define your business culture. Right? The culture of your company is a combination of values, traditions, behaviors, attitudes, and beliefs. You want to hire people of strong integrity and character. Okay. They're going to show up for work, even if they're remote, you know, they're not right in front of you. If you have a remote team, they're going to show up for work. They're going to do what they say they're going to do when they said they're going to do it, when you want them to do it. And there's just going to be people of integrity, people you can trust, right? people that help you make progress. And you want to create a team of diverse workers as well, not just in abilities, and skill sets. But, you know, the business landscape has been changing over the past uh, 60 years. And many companies are really learning that diversity is a strength and not a weakness. Number four, competition. Well, it, it's always going to be there. But if you're serving people and you have a solid business plan, uh, all you need is a piece of their pie. Then, you know, after you've proven yourself, you'll be able to get a bigger piece of that pie. Number five, pricing and cost issues. Well, I'm sure we're all familiar with pricing basics here, but there's also a lot of research on the psychology of pricing that's far too involved for me to get into here. But if you want information on this, let me know and I'll be glad to send it to you. It's very interesting. Number six, poor product. Well, if it isn't selling, <laughs> can you tweak it? Can you replace it? Can you add to it? Maybe throw in a bonus? You know, there's different strategies to take on products that, that don't sell. Number seven, need or lack a business model. 
because not every business model is one that you should pursue. Just because you could launch a personal finances management company doesn't mean that you should. Uh, now, before you try a, a new business model, uh, consider taking a personality assessment test, right? Know what your strengths are and know what you naturally enjoy. If you've taken the Colby assessment or, or the strengths finder test, you'll have a pretty good idea of, of what these are. You know, use them to help guide your decision-making process, but also stay within your personal strengths. Number eight, poor marketing. Well, if you don't have a clear message, then hire a copywriter. If you don't have a clear brand, I can recommend you to a great branding person. Number nine, ignore customers. <laughs> okay, folks, just don't. <laughs> okay. You know, I had two clients contact me yesterday and today, and I was right on it. Now, you don't have to have a, a, an immediate solution, but just an immediate response about the solution. Okay. So why do startups succeed? Well, it starts by not giving up. It starts by not quitting. But serial entrepreneurs that have a prior history of success are more likely to have success in the future. But what about the first-time entrepreneur and their chances of success? Well, the best research that helped to answer the reasons for success question that I, I think relates to the, the first-timer was for the, from the Startup Genome Report, which looked at 650 internet startups. The report lists 14 indicators of success, but I'll just do the first nine. Number one, founders are driven by impact resulting in passion and commitment. Number two, commitment to stay the course and stick with a chosen path. Three, willingness to adjust, but not constantly adjusting. That's important. Four, patience and persistence due to timing mismatch of expectations and reality. Five, willingness to observe, listen, and learn. That's a biggie. Six, develop the right mentoring relationships. Seven, leadership with general and domain-specific knowledge. Eight, implementing lean startup principles, raising just enough money in a funding round to hit the next set of key milestones. Now, obviously, if you're self-funded here, this doesn't apply. Nine, balance of technical and business knowledge with necessary technical expertise in product development. So friends, there's qualities and talents that you have to have to be successful entrepreneur, but they won't guarantee success. Right? That said, it stands to reason that if you, if you fix the reasons for business failure, you at least improve your chances of success. Successful startups are real businesses. If you establish and implement solid, fundamental business principles and practices, you'll improve your chances of success. Well, friends, that's our episode for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found this content helpful. Uh, maybe there's someone you know that could benefit from this podcast as well. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Once again, I have some free resources for you to help you get started. Just go to tomclaremont.com slash resources. There you'll find a host of free downloadable content to help you get started. If you need more, you want to dig deeper with some eBooks that I have to offer, just click on the Power Tools button. 
Friends, as always, stay encouraged, follow your dream, and don't give up.